0: Hello, friends, and welcome to In the Know with Exonify, your 25-minute TLDR into the biggest topics in workplace learning and performance. I'm JD. I'm the Chief Learning Architect at Exonify, and today we're talking digital transformation. Now, digital transformation has been a big, buzzy term for a long time, and I remember back in 2012 when my CTO at the time told the entire company, we're going mobile this year. And I still have no idea what they were talking about at the time. Anyways, the past few years have forever changed the relationship between technology and work. And for the first time in a long time, this transformation is impacting the frontline workforce and nowhere is this more apparent than in retail, where customers are leveraging new technologies to engage uh, online and in store. So that's why we're heading to London. Virtually, of course, because I sit here. We're going to visit the Retail Technology Show and speak with our special guest, Carl Boutet about the human impact of digital transformation. But before we jump on a Zoom plane and meet up with Carl in London, let's take a look at our feature story. B-Y-O-D. And no, we're not talking about when you bring your own dance moves to the company holiday party. We're talking about mobile devices and the increasingly critical role they play in frontline workplaces. Technology continues to change the way people do their jobs, especially on the frontline, where mobile devices are now part of the everyday workflow for a lot of people in grocery, retail, food service, and logistics. Employees may not know that you're ordering your groceries while simultaneously doom scrolling Twitter from under your covers, but mobile technology makes sure they're there nonetheless to make sure you get the right brand of ice cream. Of course, many frontline workers continue to leverage traditional technology like point of sale systems. And some are unable to leverage devices in the workflow due to the dangerous nature of their jobs. And there are still plenty of frontline workspaces where digital transformation has yet to really happen. And frontline workers have struggled to access information in the flow of work for a long time. When someone doesn't sit in front of a screen all day or have access to email or chat, it can become easy for them to become disconnected from the larger organization. Mobile technology makes it easy for senior management to send a video message to the entire company or for employees to look up information on new products and processes on the fly and to reinforce job knowledge through continuous learning and upskilling activities. A BYOD or bring your own device strategy leverages the ubiquity of smartphones, to increase employees access to information and level the playing field so that everyone gets the support they need when and where they need it. And how many times have you, I know what you're doing. How many times have you looked at your phone since I started talking just a couple of minutes ago? Well, the average person touches their smartphone more than 2,600 times per day. So if you're gonna provide employees with timely information, it just makes sense to use the devices that are already in front of their faces all of the time. And smartphone engagement continues to increase around the world, with almost three quarters of internet users solely accessing the web via their phones by 2025. At Exonify, we've seen firsthand how the pandemic changed the way companies leverage technology as organizations relied more and more on personal devices to reach employees with critical information during lockdowns. And while many frontline workers are back on location, the shift towards mobile continues with 56% of global training activity now taking place on mobile devices. Frontline workers already access work-related information on their phones, including their work schedules and pay details. And even if you don't have a formal company communication app, managers are still sending mobile messages to their teams through tools like WhatsApp and Facebook. So it makes sense to streamline information processes and push information people need to the devices they use the most. However, there are still plenty of companies holding back on their BYOD implementations. Many are concerned that employees will access information while they're off the clock, putting the company potentially at risk for legal action and failing to properly compensate people for their work. There are also security considerations. So you make sure that BYOD doesn't come to stand for breach your own data. So needless to say, there's still a lot of red tape out there to overcome when it comes to personal devices on the front line. But this shouldn't stop companies from providing employees with meaningful information and opportunities that mobile devices can afford. So I want to take a quick look at five proven practices that companies are using to get past that red tape and execute effective, low-risk BYOD strategies. The first one's simple. It's a disclaimer. So make sure employees understand what they are and are not allowed to do when they're off the clock by asking them to acknowledge a user agreement when they first access a work or a learning application. And then trust them to abide by the rules just like you trust any other employee when they're using a company device. Then there's SSO or single sign-on. Make sure that personal de- uh, access to workplace information has the same security protocols as every other enterprise application so you don't leave employees out there trying to figure out why password with a 0 is not a strong login. So, strong security. You can also gate application to certain app- or gate access to certain applications so employees only get to certain types of information or activities maybe when they're on a company network or when they're working a scheduled shift. So this means employees can still get maybe messages from their managers and access their schedules at home, but they can't complete training or more intensive work activities unless they're actively being paid. Speaking of money, some companies provide employees with a BYOD stipend to cover the average bandwidth use as well as wear and tear on their device. So this motivates employees to buy into BYOD while also reducing the costs associated with buying and maintaining tens or hundreds of thousands of mobile devices for the company. And finally, you have to make sure people have options. 84% of people worldwide own a smartphone. By my math, that's not a hundred percent and it won't be anytime soon. Plus not everyone is going to want to use their personal phone for work. So make sure people have alternative options, whether it be break room kiosks or Zebra handheld devices that they use on the job to access the information they need at work. RightFit technology is a critical part of providing equitable experiences for all employees. And it shouldn't matter where a person does their job, everyone needs and deserves right fit support so they can do their best work every day. And you shouldn't need a company laptop or an email address to access communication and training. You need to be successful. And that was our feature story. Today's feature story is brought to you by Exonify Communicate. Exonify Communicate provides your frontline team one hub for corporate communications so they can access daily training and stay connected with one simple app. It also provides insight data you can leverage to determine which messages are having the greatest impact and proactively adjust your communication strategy for maximum engagement. Learn how you can keep your frontline team in the know in less than 36 seconds per login at exonify.com communicate. Now let's welcome our in-the-know guest, Carl Boutet. Carl is a Montreal-based retail strategist and executive advisor with over 25 years of hands-on experience in operations, marketing, merchandising, and retail leadership. As founder of Studio RX, he advises retailers and business leaders on how to tailor their solutions to evolving customer needs. And Carl is also the author of The Great Acceleration, The Race to Retail. He's joining us very live from London right now, fresh off his speaking engagement at the Retail Technology Show, Carl Beaulieu, in the know with Exonify. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, JD. It is. Uh, we're wrapping up here. It's already late afternoon in London, and it's a bit hectic, quite honestly. So sorry if there's any sort of sound disturbance, and there's a lot of movement. But this is very retail. This is very. we're, we're, we're people of action, JD. We're people of action.
0: It's an immersive experience. We want people to feel what it's like. And if at some point you get lifted off of your seat and carried away by a lift truck, that's okay. It fits the vibe. That
1: might so- very well. That might very well happen for sure. Maybe maybe a couple of lift trucks even. But yeah. So I'm really happy to be here. It's been an amazing show. I'm in the Exonify booth as we speak. That's uh, still standing for now. And uh, yeah, we're. Uh, it's been a. It's been a terrific two days of reconnecting. I mean, it's people first, right? So. We uh, we keep uh, we keep telling you know reminding ourselves of that, and it's when we actually come together and actually see each other in real life that we we're reminded of the importance of of, of keeping the people uh, the people close.
0: Absolutely. So I, I want to dive into something you just said in terms of the people first idea, like the, the human side of this technology conversation that you're having at the event. So I looked through the session list for the conference, and I really only found maybe one or two sessions that focused on the people side and the frontline worker side of retail. There were a lot of conversations about different technologies, but it was a lot of customer facing stuff, a lot of operational stuff. And there didn't seem to be a ton of conversation around the impact of of digitization and digital transformation on the frontline workforce and the role they play. So I'm curious, what what are your thoughts on that observation? And what do you think it says about the way retailers think about the role of their frontline teams as part of this ongoing transformation?
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a technology show, so obviously there was going to be a lot of focus on the 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 the, the, the bits and bytes. Uh, that were, you know, might operate on sort of the back end of retail, if you will, sometimes the front end. Uh, but uh, once you actually get, especially in panels and when we when we have conversations uh, following a lot of these presentations, we all recognize that without the people to make the technology tick, I mean, it's very hard to fully automate out a, a, a good retail experience. So. Uh, yes, I mean maybe the titles weren't so human centric, but the uh, the people here are very human, and uh, and we 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 it does come back a lot to that. I I gave a presentation yesterday uh, around the opportunity to leverage academia, which is another sort of, I uh, you know very human sort of centric thing where it's you know you being able to tap into the 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 the, the, the collective. But um, yes, you're I mean, you're right, JD. I mean, we we tend to focus a lot on the technology, but without the people on the front line to make that technology come to life, uh, it's it's all for naught.
0: Absolutely. Let's dive into the trends that that you spotted or had conversations about for the last couple of days. So, for the past two years, analysts have been predicting. The nonstop ascent of e-commerce shopping's going online. Stores aren't gonna aren't gonna make it. All these types of things, and now today we're seeing footfall return to the stores. We're seeing people continue to leverage new conveniences like mobile apps, online ordering, curbside pickup. So, from your perspective, which trends, especially from the past two years, do you think are going to stick? And then how are they, how should they impact the way retailers think about their people's business?
1: Right. Well, I mean, there's sort of, so we, you, we were already heading in a certain direction, right? Where we were, you know, convenience was being very much sort of automated, optimized, you know, you, whatever, where that's where technology often plays a bigger role. But at the other end of the spectrum was we wanted to differentiate. We wanted to create these really rich, you, you know, high touch uh, experiences that, that require really high quality human interaction. It and requires, and, and the trend has been, uh, you know, for the past decade, if anything, Often the front line is not as empowered as the people walking in and the customers they're meant to serve. So how do we empower that front line? How do we give? You know, how do we bring that experience forward? Is really critical right now, and it's something that the good retailers, the ones that are the good business operators in general. Let's, we'll, let's zoom out of retail for a second and just think about uh, think about how we need to uh, you know match the power of the consumer with the power. Of, of, the, of the front line and make sure that we have all the knowledge and the experience and all even the purpose. I mean, quite honestly, a lot of there's some really great um, uh, uh, retailers and, op- and operations out there that serve a very specific, uh, strong purpose. If that's not getting communicated to the front properly, or at least it, or it's not being showed how to manifest itself properly on the front line, then, then those, those, that differentiation is lost. And, and that business, that retailer, you know, sort of converges to the middle, which we know doesn't work anymore. You got to be either hyper convenient or high touch. So choose your battle, but choose it properly and make sure you, you put the tools in place to, to support it.
0: When you talk about topics like automation and the fact that, you know, in certain environments, you can now just pick up products and leave and not necessarily ever talk to a person or interact with a cashier there's self-service options, or you can scan a QR code and order your own products without walking up to the counter. I think a lot of the headlines often talk about replacing the frontline worker experience and maybe replacing the human interact- interaction, maybe removing it. But do you think there's an opportunity for these types of technology innovations in retail to actually elevate the human experience and make human touch points even more meaningful than they were in the past? hundred
1: percent. I've been talking about this for years. I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate for, you know, I don't like, uh, I, don't, I don't like the idea of the clerk. I like the idea of the ambassador. I like the person that really believes in what they do and and why they're there and why they, you know, how they can add value to, uh, to, for the customer. So, uh, if, if, if you're not adding that much value because you're running product through a till over a a scan code and you want to automate that out, uh, fine, you know, but there is a, there's a purpose for that person to now come out from behind the cash and go and interact directly with the customer and really be passionate about, you know, some of the, the products that they can represent and, and just add value and help the customer. Cause even though the customer is, I mentioned earlier, is very empowered. There's still, there's still a lot of questions they have and and they want to, you know, maybe some discoveries they don't know about that they need to learn about. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of that. I mean, that's the opportunity and we're, we're seeing that every day with every experience that I've seen automated out. I'm seeing the opportunity to, you know, to, to take that person and just replace them in a better, in a better, in a better place. Sorry. When we say that the forklifts are coming out, there's literally a guy with a drill above my head, my head right now. So that is the nature of doing these things for live and, and the fun. Now, there we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we No, no. We're, like, if
1: anybody thinks we're, we're, you know, we're, we're imagining this, we are not i mean I, i'll just give you a little scene of what's going on here so this is we're in the know in the live
0: <laughs> i was actually gonna say most people are thinking you're just in the next room and that's a whole green screen scenario but no. yeah it's, no no this is we, this we, is yeah. called
1: the this is called the olympia london it's a beautiful venue and happy to share it with everybody but yeah it's again it's a little <laughs> hectic here
0: <laughs> awesome and it's a it's a moving interview it's a very dynamic experience we have on the oh but well, that's still that's the only way i roll jd you know that there you go. There you go. Um, so back back to your point around kind of the changing the experience. So if we're automating certain parts of the work that frontline workers would traditionally do, and this is kind of a, a broad theme around automation, generally speaking, but applied to frontline retail. So if you're not um, maybe someone who works behind a cash register and now you're engaging with customers, whether it's online or in person, having conversations about upselling, you know, pairing products together, making recommendations based on people's particular needs, that, feels like it requires a different set of knowledge and skill points. So I'm curious to get your thought on how important is it for retailers to improve you know, their hiring practices, training practices, retention practices, if they want to deliver these types of elevated customer experiences, build loyalty programs, and where's the skill development need there for frontline workers
1: oh i mean it's, it it starts from the attraction jd it starts from even being you know the, the, now the the employees have so many options to for places they can go work i mean we know right now that, you know where the top the the number one challenge for any business leader is attracting talent and it retaining the talent so and that talent now shops before they decide to go work. And they want to see, they want to go to places where they feel they're going to be valued, that they're going to be uh, empowered, that they're going to have the tools at their disposal, that they're going to need to do their work properly. And that's, you know, that is, that is, that is step one. <laughs> it's, I mean, along with, you know, all the other sort of important things like salary and benefits and all that, but it's really, really important. And, and so the idea that, um that it, it, if somebody's going to go work for in a place where they're not going to have access to those resources those tools that to make their work better more meaningful uh you know they, the last thing they want to be is uh, is the person that's not informed they don't want they i mean i, I for years i mean it was a big frustration some of our retail clients where they're saying the customers are walking in and and training basically our employees well that's not acceptable you can't be in an environment you know, And who wants to work there? Who, who wants to be in a place where you're basically being, you're learning about the product you're supposed to be selling or the service you're supposed to be promoting from the person walking in through the front, the customer working through the front door because they had access to this information that you didn't have access to. I mean, that's absolutely part, you know, in, in 2022, it should just not exist anymore.
0: Yeah, when you think about what a, a frontline worker's up against, someone who's coming into the store to make an intentional purpose, they did considerable research. When I buy anything, I do hours of research on one particular category of product or one particular item. The employee has to know a wide range of products and processes and categories. So making sure that they've got the support where they can have an informed conversation about someone who is walking in more informed than ever before and making sure the infrastructure is there to provide that kind of training. Because like you said, there's a balancing act there of making sure people are capable but at the same time fitting that kind of capability building into a very busy work environment that is struggling with staffing considerations, especially right now.
1: Yeah. And, and we're asking the employees often to do more and more to play different roles, right? They're, you know, sometimes they'll be helping. They might be supporting a, a an online order that, that somebody came in that they have to do that next thing. They got to be at the front helping, you know, with a customer uh, service issue. Then they got to go back and, and help with maybe a logistical thing. And, you know, we're asking more and more of the, of the, of the frontline as well. You know, there's, there's less and less chores that are very specific. We're asking people to move around and play different roles. So they need to have access to your point, not just about all the products and services that they have that are deeply, deeply complex, but also just all the roles they have to fill.
0: Absolutely. So I have one last question before someone literally uh, throws you out. Well, yeah. You're 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 (laughs) delaying the next conference that's gonna take up the space, right? So I I wanna (laughs) ask about the fact that it can often be easy to kind of leave people behind when you're riding the wave of technology advancement. So now companies, we're talking about the metaverse, we're talking about digital goods, we're talking about retail environments that don't even exist, depending on how you define the word exist. So I I think you're all (laughs) fun. What advice do you provide retail executives, retail managers to help them keep the human experience for customers and employees top of mind? And are there any retailers out there you think we should be looking to as examples who? of companies who really know how to keep the human experience first.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the, uh, the, right now, I mean, the number one advice is, you know, focus on what matters to the customer, right? So often we get distracted by, you know, I'm i re- I'm at a technology show, so we can get distracted by all the, the shiny new you know, the shiny latest thing. Right. And, and some of them, I think, you know, it's always worth at least looking into. So, you don't know, you don't get completely cut, you know, if, if, if it does take off, you want to be a part of using that technology. You mentioned metaverse, you know, there's still, you know, we, we, I think we, we still really don't know what that actually is, but it is going to probably uh, take different forms and there's going to be the humans in the metaverse and so that we're going to have to empower as well. So there's there's, there's all that. Now, in terms of know who to look towards that are that's doing a good job i'm going to give you a very a sort of like especially uh for north america maybe an ex- obscure um, or less known example because it's brand new and i just visited here this morning because there's, there's a a new concept called c2 live s-i-t-u that's right here at a mall called westfield and it, it is basically a showcase for brands and and uh and this the founder was here yesterday speaking at the event and and I, and I mean, what they've done, I think is really, really neat is, you know, they make it, they're all about the human experience. It's all about making brands come to life to the point, to the point where they're even most of the people working there are, are, are people that are trained as actors, that they're taking people that are, that are, you know, theater and bringing, mm. so bringing the theater to the, the store experience, I think is, is, you know, fabulous. So I'm pushing out a bit here, and but a superhuman experience. Yes. There's QR codes. Yes. There's interactive videos and things like that that are, are, are available, but it's all about the human. So I had, you know, they had a, a, a coffee experience in, in there and they said, you know, I was like, Oh, I'll have a coffee. Like, no, no, you're going to make the coffee. I'm going to show you how, because I want you to really, you know, live, live that, ex- that specific experience. Um, so anyways, we're, we're, that's just one very, very cool. And they have, they have fitness equipment in there they have, they even have a Maserati in there, believe it or not, Maserati wanted a demo. So, I mean, it's a really cool, but what I love about, uh, that experience is that it, it is the human at the center and, and, and everything starts from there because the digital stuff, you know, is going to be hard to differentiate on because everybody has access to digital. It's the human side that you're really going to create the margin, create the opportunity, uh, and have a successful business. That's
0: a that's a great point to to get you out of there on. Uh, so, Carl, first of all, thank you uh, for being very safe, very safe, and very alive from the show and joining us on In the Note today. Where can people reach out to you if they want to learn more about your work or grab a copy of The Great Acceleration?
1: They can just reach out through LinkedIn. Is probably the easiest way where they probably are seeing seeing us right now. Uh, so, you know, LinkedIn is or or Studio RX sorry for the StudioRx.world is my my new website where they can find the book but just just find me on linkedin and I'll, I'll guide them in the right direction
0: awesome thank you so much carl for joining us on in the know and that is a wrap for today's show since we're already as you could see very much present in the uk i wanted to let you know that exonify is actually participating in another event next week we're going to be at the biggest learning technology show in europe So come say hello to us at Learning Technologies on May 4th and 5th at Excel London. We're going to be delivering two different education sessions, so make sure not to miss out on that. And no matter where you may be in the world, be sure to tune in for the next episode of In the Know in two weeks as we chat with another Carl. That's right, Carl Kopp will be stopping by to talk about his new YouTube series. He literally wrote the book on gamification. Now he's going to share the unofficial, unauthorized, history of learning games so lock your calendars for wednesday may 11th at 11 30 a.m eastern and get all of your gamification questions answered by the one and only carl cop until then i've been jd now you're in the know and always remember to ask yourself the important questions like why is the person who invests all of your money called a broker i'll see you next time